0: Welcome back everybody to another episode of Off the Road with John and Josh. I am Josh. Hey, your body is in Wonderland because I'm John Mayer. Well, you got the first initial of well, the nice last one,
1: So at least we're. Are you we're telling good. me I'm not John Mayer? Are you telling me I didn't sleep with Tina Turner? Screw you!
0: Yeah, I don't think he did either. Just saying. And welcome, because this is episode five, yeah. and we are here to uh, talk about all kinds of stuff today. We got
2: okay, a ton got of different
0: news stories. Back. Yeah, we got some uh, some reviews. We're actually we're going to talk up a little bit about uh, AEW's uh, Double or Nothing pay per view. We didn't get to watch it. We watched some highlights, but we did want to talk about it. We didn't want to just talk about the WWE stuff, um, but I, unfortunately. I don't have 50 bucks to, to spend on the pay per view. Sorry, guys.
2: I 50 bucks.
0: I mean, before the WWE Network, I, we, we literally watched one pay per view a year, and that was WrestleMania, because that's what we could afford. Sorry. <laughs> and
1: sometimes we couldn't even afford that.
0: <laughs> so, you know, but we watched some highlights and stuff, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what happened and what we saw and, and, and that kind of stuff. So. Let's
1: just but, say it has been a crazy couple weeks for wrestling all the way around the track.
2: It's true.
0: You,
1: you've got your ups. You've got your downs. You've got freaking midgets posing naked with title belts.
0: That's true. And uh, if you guys are lucky, I might throw that picture right up here now. <laughs> yeah.
1: And how classic if, does that photo
0: get, bro? And for those of you on the audio, you may want to go check out the YouTube video and see that that, uh, that picture. Just saying. Or, Or you know. Follow
1: Matt Cardona on Twitter.
0: Yeah, that too. You know. But I'd rather you watch the video.
1: Absolutely. Much rather you watch our video.
0: Because Josh is beautiful. Uh, Thank you. You know.
1: Your body is a wonderland.
0: I have heard that before. They
1: were lying. Your body is a cream puff. Right there. Fuck. Yo. And and that is how this video got pulled from YouTube.
0: (laughs) No, because I swear a lot in my YouTube stuff, so it's all good in the hood. Oh
2: well, anyways,
0: bro. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna start off this week talking about some news, and there's really no good way to get into it, so we're just gonna get into some of the kind of sadder news of the last couple of weeks yeah, we um, did. Uh, there's been there have been a couple of deaths that have happened over the last couple of weeks um i, I want to start off with uh, shad gaspard uh, you guys you know maybe you remember him from crime time uh he's, he's a great wrestler he's a awesome dude you know I've, i had the pleasure of talking with him a few times uh, on facebook and uh, he's a real cool guy uh, unfortunately he was found dead recently uh, on on the beach after uh he was pulled out by the undertow him and his family were out uh just kind of having a good time at the beach uh you know things had started to open because you know during all this shit things that finally started to open so they wanted to go out have a good time um and so you know him and his son were out in the water and the undertow grabbed i think he grabbed his son first and he saved his son but unfortunately was not able to save himself um, they they were not able to find him for quite a while, but he eventually washed up on shore. This is terrible news, man. I as soon as as they announced that he went missing, I was like, there's no way that they're gonna just find him alive somewhere. It's it it, it just it, it just wasn't gonna happen, and unfortunately it didn't. So uh, John, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on all this.
1: I mean, I mean the dude. I mean if you remember rightly, a few years ago he stopped an armed robbery. I mean, this dude is the literal definition of a hero. Um, it's really sad that this is what it came down to, because there were rumors and everything that him and JTG had been in talks of coming back to the WWE and signing new contract deals. Yeah, I mean, They, they would have been awesome to have had back in the tag team division, in my personal opinion. Um, but, I mean, wow, man. What a moment of heroism to save your son and then, you know, to have that moment, you know, it sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was that whole day. I just, it, it was a weird day, you know. Um, felt kind of numb that whole day just thinking about it. It was, I don't know. I still feel weird even just talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to
1: believe because, I mean, you know, you go from seeing these people all the time to now they're not off T or on TV,
2: yeah, but yeah. you still
1: hear about them all the time. And, I mean, he was a popular guy. Like, I mean, people liked him.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, Shad was not the only wrestler to die recently. Uh, stardom wrestler, Hannah Kimura, uh, committed suicide just recently. She was only 22 years old. Um, 22. Uh, a lot of the speculation. And it's honestly, I, I don't, at this point, I don't, I don't consider it speculation anymore. I mean, if you, if you. Saw her her suicide note and all this stuff. It it was because of cyberbullying, you know. She was on a Netflix reality show called Terrace House. It was a Japanese reality show that Netflix had picked up, and she apparently was getting just harassed daily, constantly uh, on the internet. And she just she couldn't take it, um, and, and she and she took her own life. Unfortunately, uh, they, they didn't release like how or anything. But really, that that's not what's important. No, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't no. matter how. You know, it's the fact that it happened. The reasonings behind it, like this is this is shit that needs to stop. Like just because you know there's somebody who's has a little bit of fame of of some sort, does doesn't fucking mean they're not human.
2: Absolutely. You know, it's
0: like do do you talk to your mother that way? You know what I mean? It's like it's, treat people with respect. And I, I, I hate that sometimes I'm like, why do I bother being on the internet at all? You know, because this is the kind of shit that you see. All of the time, and I, I i don't understand why people feel the need to do that to other people i don 't get it I really don't um uh, Net- Netflix has uh, they did announce that they are canceling the remainder of her season that she was on, so like that's not happening uh, anymore which I get you know out of respect you know you don't want to put any more of that out there i don 't even know if the show will come back in general, but maybe it will i don't know uh, but that, that season is not. So, uh, John, what what were your thoughts on all this? Um, I'm really sad because it's like you
1: said, man. This is 2020. People need to realize, man, cyberbullying, it's, it's not fun anymore. Like, it was never fun. Let me reiterate that. That was never fun. Keyboard warriors are, like, they need to go away now. Yeah. I mean, people need to realize. People have feelings. People have emotions. Mm-hmm. And not everybody handles it the way – everybody else does i mean some people are just it's an emotional time there's a lot of shit going on and you never know what somebody has going on in their life yeah poke and prod and hurt somebody like that to the point where they feel the only way out is to do something like that you should be ashamed of yourselves and you should fucking just
0: i'm not gonna say what i want to say but you you should not be allowed to have access to the internet that's what i say
1: You remember 20, 30 years ago, back before the internet was really a big thing, this wasn't issues. People weren't killing themselves like this. I mean, people were dying and they were killing themselves, but not because of reasons because cyberbullying and stuff like that. They were, I mean, yeah, there was... Well,
0: that's the problem. It's, you know, bullying has always been a thing, just in general, you know, and people have killed themselves for bullying for probably since the beginning of time, really, but... Once the internet became a thing and there was an outlet for all of these damaged people to just go on and unleash all this hate into the world, it just skyrocketed and there's no stopping it, unfortunately. I mean, I, I, I'm, it doesn't, I'm it doesn't of- help when there are, you know, certain political figures who uh, decide that they are gonna instigate shit like this, you know, and and, and do this type of like cyberbullying themselves and set an example like that and it's ridiculous well I, I don't the- i don't want to get too political on here either. no 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 I get we've it. done it, that I get it. we've done that before in early episodes <laughs> all i'm saying is
1: it's a real shame that we lost somebody in this world because people can't keep their opinions to themselves and i know in today's society people are gonna have opinions because opinions are like assholes yeah. everybody's is different i mean that's just how it works yeah i mean the the fact of the matter is we lost a talented superstar we lost a human being and it was because people are assholes. It's true. So, I mean, I think me and you talked about this. I, I honestly think we should have a moment of silence for the two, uh, superstars people. Absolutely.
0: All right. Thank you everybody. And, uh, we're gonna to try to lighten things up and move into some other stuff, but before we do that, I, w- I just want to say, if if any of you are out there who are, are being bullied or feel like taking your own lives, reach out to somebody. There there are hotlines, there are places that you can go and people that you can talk to. So please, please do that. All right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I know this is a this is a podcast about wrestling, but I mean, find me on Facebook. I'm a I'm a great person. I will listen to anything you have to talk about. I mean, I know Josh would do the same for people.
0: Absolutely, yeah. If you ever need to talk, you just hit us up on uh, any of the social channels. We'll get to those at the end, though. Yeah, we will. All right. So, uh, like I said, there's no real good way to to kind of move into things. We just got to kind of move forward, you know, keep moving forward. Um, so, Sammy Zayn uh, had to uh, vacate the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, WWE cited he was unable to compete. And a new champ would be determined by a tournament uh, to take place, uh, which has already started and, and had gone through most of the rounds, which I'll get into uh, in, in a moment. Um, so Sammy was quoted as saying, I, I disagree with this decision and no matter what anyone says, I am still undefeated and therefore still the intercontinental champion. So, uh, I mean, you know, he, he seems like he, he's, he ain't done, you know i I don't know if they i don't I didn't see if they actually released a reason as to why he was unable to compete uh all I saw in in the in the, the the article that I read was that he was unable to compete. That's all it said
1: um, well, for the most part, from what I've understanding is he pulled himself from competition kind of like Roman did okay it's, it's coronavirus related he's up in arms about it. He didn't want to compete mostly while he was competing anyway.
0: So he's just he, he's pissed that they stripped him of the title, kind because, of I think because he of that
1: storyline wise, but at Which the same time, sense. I would like to point out that that story broke forty five minutes after we recorded episode four, yeah, we talked about this on episode four, and then no sooner did we get done recording, I texted you and was like, "Look at this article
0: yep yeah unfortunately that that's the way the news happens now, sometimes.
1: What are your thoughts on uh Sammy saying not wanting to compete, not wanting to compete
0: and having a new Intercontinental champion. Um I ha- I I have no problem with people be wanting to be cautious. You know, that's why I didn't have a problem when when Roman decided he didn't want to uh you know be at the at the was it WrestleMania. Yeah. Um I, I I get it, you know. It, you want to be safe. I get it. Especially like, I don't know if Sammy's got underlying health issues like Roman has, but he, no matter what, you know, he, may, he just didn't feel comfortable, and I get that.
1: Any ideas uh, on who you'd
0: like to see with the title? Well, uh, I can tell you who it's down to. Okay. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment, but um, I'm not the biggest fan of them taking the title away from him. I mean, I understand that maybe he they haven't used him much lately, and so maybe they want to get the IC title back in, in the spotlight a little bit. So I get that. I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. No, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just seemed a little weird. Because it's not like the he's injured. Problem
1: I have with it is if you're going to turn it into a storyline, do what they are. Without getting too far ahead of stuff we want to talk about, let's let's look at the fact that WWE has no hesitation using real life events in storylines. Mm-hmm. Why not do something like Sammy needs to take a break from wrestling, but he just won the championship. So due to him not wanting to compete, he's not going to be able to fill his championship defense obligations, and yeah. then strip him of the title.
0: Yeah,
1: I get that. I mean, you could have done something like that, and then it makes Sammy still look good, and he could have still went on a rant where, well, I didn't
0: lose my title, they stripped me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they could have, but they didn't. So They didn't. Uh, they uh, they started a tournament. I had a, this is an eight-guy tournament to crown the next Intercontinental Champion. Is it true? Uh, so the... Uh, <laughs> no, nope, it ain't Trent. So the four matches that started off in round one had, were uh, Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak, Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus, Elias versus King Corbin, and AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura.
1: Interesting. Yes.
0: So uh, in that first match, uh, the Daniel Bryan Drew Gulak Daniel Bryan won the match. Uh, then we have the. Jeff Hardy Sheamus match. Um, Jeff Hardy was not able to compete. Um, Hardy was, uh, they did this storyline, I guess, thing um, where Jeff Hardy and Elias, like, I think Jeff hit him with a, a car or something like that. There was something yeah, like a car. Jeff, I didn't see the whole stupid. thing. stupid. This is what and I was talking accused, about. They accused Jeff of, of like being either high or drunk or like, not being sober, uh, which wound up not being obviously true. Like, you know, he got tested. And all this stuff, and 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 was cleared and everything, but he wasn't able to, you know, compete. Which WWE cashing in on somebody's real life demons. And and the thing is, Jeff Hardy won that match against Sheamus. So, but because of all that, Sheamus moved on to round two. Um. Also, Elias won his match, but did not get, uh, you know, to to move on. Um. For some reason, okay. So I, I'm looking at the bracket here, and like I guess I, I didn't see these matches. So I, I didn't see the night that uh, that it happened. So I'm not sure of the reasoning. But with the Jeff Hardy Sheamus match, Sheamus lost, but because of what happened to Jeff, was able to move into round two. They didn't do that with Corbin. So there was a bye week. It was just like a blank, and the person who won, so the, the other match was AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura, and AJ won. AJ got a bye week, so essentially he got a free match.
2: Oh, like, that's cool.
0: So he essentially got to move straight into into round three, into the finals. Um, uh, and he wound up going up against, he's going to be going up against uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, now, the semifinals, this, uh, the Daniel Bryan-Sheamus match actually happened last night. I uh, Did not get a chance to watch it, but uh, it happened last night. And like I said, AJ had a bye week, so it didn't even matter. So on June 12th, SmackDown, we will see Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Championship. I mean, I kind of want to see Debry take it, personally. Who do you, you want to see out of the two?
1: Well, I wanted to see Jeff take it, but now that Jeff isn't <laughs> in the
0: finals... Um. What do you first off before you give your answer? What do you think all the craziness that happened throughout this, the Jeff Hardy Elias thing, all you know, all this random shit? What do you think the reason for Corbin not being not being moved on, but Sheamus being moved up?
1: Uh, honestly, I don't really know about that kind of shit. I really wish I would have watched the highlights, and I could have at least had more of an opinion. Um, I don't like the WWE's trying to cash in on real life demons.
2: Yeah. We all know Jeff
1: Hardy has an issue. We know Jeff Hardy has been through some shit. Um, let it fucking be. I mean, even Matt Hardy tweeted about it and put up a tweet that said he was, and I mean, mind you, this was like 25 minutes after the opening of SmackDown where Jeff Hardy's being arrested for running down whoever backstage. I think it was Elias, like you said. Yeah, it was Elias. Yeah. And they're like, uh, Matt tweeted, thankful to be working for AEW. <laughs> yeah.
0: I like, mean, I it's like, why are you going to pull the sobriety angle or the non sobriety angle uh, in with Jeff? It's like, like that's some low hanging fruit, in my
1: opinion. Well, they did the same thing with CM Punk Jericho years ago. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, CM drunk. Uh huh. No, I remember.
0: Smashing liquor bottles up against his head. Yeah.
1: And I mean, I just I don't understand it. Like,
0: I mean,. I don't know.
1: Entertainment is
0: entertainment, but
1: sometimes a line gets pushed and it shouldn't. And this is one of those
0: times. And it's like, you know, you watch like AEW and it's like, this is, this is good stuff here. Like WWE has fucking what, seven hours every week, not including pay-per-views. And they don't, they, for the most part, don't do anything near as good as the two hours AEW does and it's kind of like I agree. it's like what are i don't i just don't understand what they're doing but you know it is what it is uh so uh speaking of one of the contestants in that uh tournament Drew Gulak uh was uh, released from the WWE but John what w- wasn't there something uh, something else about this story yeah. that you that you so brought Josh up So Josh
1: and I were talking about the topics earlier that we're covering today and Josh goes we're going to cover how Drew Gulak was released and I'm like, "You mean released and rehired?" And Josh is like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Usually I'm the one being shocked by the news, but today I pulled the carpet out from under Josh.
0: It's true. I did not see this story. It never popped up in any of my feeds. Didn't when I was looking uh, to things, it never never came about.
1: Honestly, it's uh it was one of those things that I didn't see happening. But apparently no sooner did they release him, he kept going with the angle that him and Debry were doing, where he was training Debry. So Debry yeah. was like filming videos and posting them and like thank you, Drew Gulak. And Drew would be like, You're welcome, Daniel. And I mean it was just awesome. So they rehired him. And I know this isn't really on the topic of conversation, but it's in the same ballhouse. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sub level to this for a second. I think personally they might have hired back um Drake as well and not told anybody because he pulled out another win in the cruiserweight championship
0: and that tournament that they're doing.
1: Yep. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. I I really wouldn't doubt it. He made the comment after the match. He was backstage with one of the gentlemen who was wrestling in the tournament as well. And he said, you put up one hell of a fight and when I win the WWE cruiserweight championship, I will make sure you are, the first person who gets a title shot. Yeah, exactly.
0: As like he's been talking about, like he's said more than once that he's like, "I'm going to win this title. I'm going to win this title." If if you're if you're fired, like you're not going to win it. Like what's what going to happen? They're going to make you vacate the title. You know what I mean? Ryan. Like like storyline storyline wise, they're going to make you vacate the title because you don't have a job anymore. Maybe they'll pull a Montreal like, screw job in the main event. <laughs> God.
1: Boom, the two oh five screw job.
0: Yeah, let's hope not. But uh, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. You know, like his contract expired, so they let him go. But then they signed his. Like we were talking, like after you told me this, I was like, I wonder if they were just having some difficulty coming to a, a, an agreement on his on his contract.
2: That's a And so, like
0: his his contract expired, and they were, maybe were still in some sort of negotiation with it, and then finally came to a to a conclusion on it and, and brought him back i don't know i get you know we'll never probably that's never know
1: been, that's yeah. definitely a good uh possibility
0: our next story uh nba star enos Cantor, who i've honestly never heard of i don't really watch basketball i've never heard of this guy uh claims that he has had offers from the wwe and wants to wrestle when he's done uh, with his basketball career. He uh was quoted saying, I'm definitely become definitely, John, definitely. I'm definitely becoming a WWE wrestler. Uh I actually already have the offers from WWE, he said. I'm like, dude, I need to finish my basketball career first. After my career, I'm definitely becoming one. <laughs> uh uh the 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 WWE and Cantor have had uh have been have kind of worked with each other before um, in September of last year, he pinned our truth to capture the twenty four seven title. Uh, you know, not you know, similar to what uh, uh, Gronk did at uh, at WrestleMania. You know, getting 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 the title and whatnot. Having a, another sports person with that title seems like that's the kind of thing they like to do. It's yeah, sports guys a chance with stuff like that. Um, after winning, he unzipped his hoodie in true heel fashion to reveal a Boston Celtics jersey underneath because they were at Madison Square Garden in new york so knicks celtics big old thing there so uh i don't know i I guess i don't i mean i don't really care if he becomes a wrestler i've never even heard of the guy what do you think i'm probably
1: gonna shock you on this one (laughs) honestly i have no problem with basketball stars crossing into the the wrestling world as seen by dennis rodman and carl malone and one-time football star, Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes those guys can hold their own in the ring. I don't oh, know.
0: I, I don't have a problem with it. I just don't really
1: care. I mean, I don't really care about it as much either, but I'm still excited to see it because, like, that takes me back to, to Dennis Rodman and Hulk Hogan taking on DDP and Carl Malone. And Carl Malone, the mailman with those big arms, hitting the diamond cutter. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I no, mean, I Dennis Rodman it. had the celebrity wrestling thing on MTV for a while. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe this guy's really got the chops. Maybe he could really pull something off. I mean, it's not like he's like Ronda Rousey.
0: <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, it, makes, it, it makes me wonder if they're kind of replacing Gronk. I mean. Because he's he's going back to football. Okay, and, so this is going
1: mean? to sound really mean, but let me spell this out for you. Okay. I'm gonna spell I'm gonna spell Gronk's name really slow for you. Okay, S H I T T Y Gronkowski.
2: <laughs> I enough. Mean,
1: that dude is so shitty. He's let me put it this way. He is a jockstrap, because he's not good enough to be an athlete. He's an athletic supporter. Oh. And Ron Gron- Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> if you are fucking listening to me, you come to Dunkirk, Fredonia, New York, and I swear to God, I'll show you how the Bills play football. I'll sack you harder than your wife.
2: All right,
0: fair enough. And on that note, you did mention one miss. Ronda Rousey. Don't even get me started. So I feel like it only makes sense to jump into this next story. Here it comes. Triple H has uh, gone on record and said, "Of course, the WWE wants Ronda Rousey back." He was even he was even quoted as saying as calling her one of the best performers for us ever. That's what he said that she is one of the best performers for us ever. So oh, she man. gets
1: Roddy Roddy Piper's gimmick and Bret Hart's tagline? What is she? I mean, is is she the best ever? Is she the the Dude. best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be? Or is she Rowdy Roddy Rousey? Roddy Rousey. Rod, Rod, whoever the, the, fuck the fuck she fuck is. is. God it. damn it. <laughs>
0: Dude, uh, during during this, like, I don't know if it was, like, an interview or whatever the fuck it was that Triple H was doing. He was like, you know, we used to think that Kurt Angle, you know, was, like, top tier. He was, like, the one of the best, you know, performers that we had till Ronda Rousey. I'm just like, what?
1: You see, and that pisses What? Me off because, okay, so. Fuck I you, Hunter. Will, will no.
2: Ronda
1: Rousey has potential. If she could straighten her shit up. Learn better grappling. Yeah. Time her moves better and stop pulling her shorts out of her ass every two fucking minutes. Either get gear that fits, honey, or don't wear any at all. Because it's pretty much what you're fucking doing anyway. Oh let me get this out of my coochie. Ooh, let me get this out of my coochie. Gucci Gucci Gucci. Like, oh I just can't with her. I cannot oh with Ronda God. Rousey. People, message us what the hell do you people see in ronda rousey that the wwe wants to bring her back
0: okay Is please 2. please get a hold of us. go on to anchor.fm and go there there's an option to where you can send a voice message i want to hear your thoughts i yes. want to hear your thoughts on this send us a voice message i will play that voice message on air during, uh, as soon can, as I have it,
1: one of our videos. Mm-hmm. Why is Ronda Rousey so fucking popular?
0: Don't get it. I'll probably never get it. I have no. I do not give it.
1: Okay, so I'm, I'm done ranting. What are your thoughts on Ronda <sighs> Rousey being in the quote
0: unquote? Style? You summed it up, man. Like it's fucking ridiculous. I feel like Triple H is spitting in the face of all of these great wrestlers who put in the time and effort. To train and so, build up a character and 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 just perfect their craft, and he's calling her one of the best performers or the best really performer. No, bad. one of the best. Like,
1: oh my god, it just
0: bothers just me. To label
1: her the best, like quote unquote best. Well, I guess technically one of the best. Well, Okay, one she of the best. She ain't even close to one I, of the best. I hate Charlotte Flair, but I would rank Charlotte Flair above Ronda Rousey. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
1: All right. Yeah. Next story. I can't with this one anymore. My blood pressure <laughs> is through the roof.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: going to dial 911 and wait a second before I hit send.
0: All right. So uh, I'm going to move on to uh, Devon Dudley. Yeah, he, buddy. Devon! He, he announced that his retirement from in ring competition is official.
1: Yeah. I this mean, is we all knew this sad, table, sad I mean. times. Yeah. I mean, like you said, though, no matter what, it's still a sad moment. Yeah. That man is, a, I, I mean, like, they're like him and Bubba Ray are somewhere in the 20 time, like, tag team champion range, I believe.
0: Probably. Yeah. I wouldn't, that's probably. Yeah. I, I mean,
1: mean, there's no way you can talk about the tag team division of any professional wrestling faction or, like, um, company and not somewhere mention the Dudleys. Yeah. It's it's almost like the heart foundation. I mean, it's it's there no matter what you talk about. It's there.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I mean, so many great memories from the Dudley. So I mean, in my personal opinion, he's gonna be missed.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, Devon, Bubba and Devon were two of my favorites from from back then. You know, just watching them. You know, them and the Hardys and Edge and Christian, like that time period. It was this a time period that I love and just reminiscing and rewatching like those fucking triple threat ladder matches that they did the oh, TLCs yeah. that they did. Just rewatching those is it's just incredible. You don't really for the mo I mean sometimes you get stuff close to that, but you really don't get stuff like that often anymore. And no, not at all. They pioneered, you know, this business at the time you know what I mean? They they gave us something that I feel like at the time we didn't know we wanted, but once we got it, there was no turning back, you know? Yeah. It's just, I, 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 I'm, I'm glad that he has recognized that, you know, this is his time and he, he's, he's taken those steps to make that official or whatever. But, and and I'm glad that he's, he's doing it on his own terms, but it's still sad to see, you know, uh, one of the greats, you know, leave the business like that. But from what I understand, it's just in ring. So he'll probably still be involved in, Wrestling in some fashion, somewhere, whatever. They still make appearances here and there. Yeah, so. Just not wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so another person who uh, is out of wrestling for a little while, at least, Miss Doctor, I should say, Britt Baker of AEW, uh, has uh, been injured and will be out for at least two months. Uh, she had an anterior lateral tibial fracture, a partial lateral collateral ligament tear and a small degree tendon tear uh in, i believe in her knee uh that's uh, you don't want to mess with shit like that man now see boy. i'm
1: i'm dumb i'm not even going to try to try to deny this i have no idea what the hell you just said little boy so
0: um the lcl the lateral collateral ligament is is one of the ligaments in your knee that holds your your shit together i blew out my acl which um is Inside, so, so your knee, it's like a ball, and it like this, okay? But okay. there's a ligament that attaches the two together so that it can't twist too far.
2: Oh, okay, so, okay. So, like
0: when I blew out my ACL, it's because it twisted and, and snapped.
2: Oh, okay.
0: The, the LCL, I believe it's either the inside or the outside ligament. I can't, one of them is the MCL, and one's the LCL. Um, I'm
1: pretty sure the MCL is on the outside.
0: So then, so yeah, so it's the other one. So, and so she had a partial tear, uh, which, you know, they can, you know, sew up. And that's, that's, that's why she's only, they're they're saying two months. If she had blown that thing, man, she'd have been out for probably at least six, you know. Uh, And, and uh, the tibial fracture. So she, she uh, broke, she fractured her tibia, uh, which is one of the bones down there. And uh, uh, she also tore all one of the tendons as well so you know it it could have been way worse you know something like this if if, if it had been like a tibial break like a full break ligament full ligament tear like full tear on the ligament and the tendon that could probably end her career in wrestling you know know what i mean so she got lucky that they were yeah she got lucky that they were that it was a slight i guess you could say as it is, but yeah. So she'll, I guess she'll be out for the next couple months, and that's sad, man. Because she she's probably my favorite at, over over at AEW, and uh, I I think it's I don't know. I'm gonna miss seeing her around there.
1: So, See, I, I like Britt Baker. I mean, she's a great great in ring performer. Yeah. I love the gimmick. I love her personality in the ring. But when it comes to AEW, there's only one woman who has my heart right now. It's the Bunny. What's up, Allie? How are you doing? <laughs>
2: fair fair I mean, enough.
1: I mean, we've met them. I mean, we've hung out with... Oh, shit, which one is he? Is he the Butcher or the Blade? We've hung out with the Bunny and at least half of Butcher and the Blade. <laughs> Forgive me for not remembering which one is which at this point.
0: That happens. Shit happens. <laughs> I mean, we knew him
1: better when he was Pepper Parks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have been in the ring with Pepper Parks,
0: Pepper Parks is the bomb.
1: Yeah, and Allie is
0: gorgeous. Also true, uh, but yeah. So uh, you know, I, I you know I wish you all of you know the best luck in getting better and uh, Absolutely. please much luck
1: sh- from off the ropes, Brett.
0: Right. Get make, strong, get real strong, and get back soon.
1: And then get that women's championship.
0: That's right. All right. So speaking of. Smaller promotions with three letters as well. NXT. (laughs) I thought you were talking about TNA. Oh, that's Impact now, though. Sorry. I I would, I I try not to talk about that. I'm just going to put that out there. I mean, we got to be not biased and talk about them a little bit. Hey, if I ever find good news, like something (laughs) that's like worth talking about, but I like never find. Impact news. Oh, I rarely find Impact. Yeah, because they don't have a lot of stuff going on over there. And I don't watch Impact, so... All right, so well, NXT, sir. Uh, they are, uh, under the NXT banner, WWE is bringing back In Your House. You guys remember the old In Your House pay-per-views? Those things oh, were... Uh...
1: I mean, for the longest time, it was In Your House, and then it became In Your House something else. Yeah.
0: So now yep. it's it's going to be NXT TakeOver, In Your House. Uh, it will air one week from today, on or, or one week from tomorrow, I should say, sorry. One week from on, tomorrow, yep. On June 7th. Uh, there are currently five matches slated. I looked them up. Uh, so uh, I'm going to kind of go through them, and then I'm going to get your thoughts on uh, the return of In Your House and uh, the matches in general. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we've got uh, uh, Champa versus uh, Karrion Cross, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley versus Io Shiara. For the, I'm not sure if I pronounced her name right, for the NXT women's title. Finn Baylor versus Damian Priest. Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream in a last chance match for the NXT championship. Uh, what this means is if uh, Dream loses, he can no longer challenge for the NXT title as long as Cole has it. And then uh, Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano uh, for the NXT North American Championship. Yeah, so, buddy. First off, what are your thoughts on them bringing back In Your House uh, and doing it under the NXT banner? And then uh, kind of just give your a little bit of your thoughts on some of these matches, what you're well, looking forward to. The,
1: the title, going with the title first, I mean, it makes sense. Hunter's running NXT. Sean is helping run NXT. Who were two big guys during the Attitude Era when In Your House was a big thing? In Your House,
0: Degeneration.
1: exactly my mm-hmm. point. I love that they're bringing it back. Whether it sticks around, sure. Whether it goes away, sure. Yeah. I think it was a smart move. I love that they're using the classic In Your House kind of logo for it. Let's talk about these matches, bro. Yeah. Well, actually, let's flip the coin for a second. Let's break it down together. Okay. Let's
0: break it down. How do you like that they're bringing the name back? I I kind of love that. I'll be honest. I hadn't thought about In Your House in fucking a long time. It hadn't, hadn't, hadn't crossed my mind. It you were really such a Mark. Let me tell you something, Mark. What, what makes me, what? how does that make me a Mark? I don't know. I just wanted to call oh, you a Mark me. during one
1: of our podcasts.
0: So <laughs> I'm going to start calling you Paul Gossler then. Fine, do it. Do it. <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't, I mean, I hadn't even thought about it. In your, so like when I saw the story, I was like, I was like, holy shit. In your house. That's really cool. And I was like, NXT TakeOver in your house. It's like. I think that could work, because yeah. really, like that's what they do. They do NXT Takeover, something. What yeah. you know what I mean? And like kind of like the way in your house did that.
1: Well, yeah, you know? but I think there's more of a subfloor to that that people aren't seeing either. This is the first NXT Takeover, I believe, since quarantine, if I'm not mistaken.
0: I think because I know like the one that was scheduled around WrestleMania got canceled, got canceled. and then I'm also sh- I think there was supposed to be one around um money in the bank which got canceled as yeah. well so yeah i so think you're right in your house <laughs> which yeah the performance center. yeah and and we are in our houses you know exactly. what i mean like the whole thing it, it works i think it works perfectly yeah um but yeah there's some pretty interesting matches here so let's start off we got uh champa versus cross i know we talked a little bit about that earlier uh i mean i i really like champa i don't know much about cross, but as we were talking, you know, we said it would make most sense to have cross take this match. You know, as because...
1: long as they book this one right and they make I'm okay with Cross winning this like I said earlier, as long as Ciampa looks strong. Yeah. Because yeah. Champa is a hard worker. He is a strong looking little dude. And I mean, my personal opinion, Ciampa doesn't need a title pitcher title win or anything to make him look strong he is a hard worker so you know with killer cross coming in the way he did sorry Carrion cross coming in the way he did vince has his heart on for him and he's gonna elevate him so he's gonna win here and he's gonna get title pitcher soon soon
0: but it, it and it makes sense to me at least because like you said he's he's new here if, you know, Ch- you know, champa has been around, you know, yep. he's, he's won, he's lost. So it, him losing here in general, isn't really going to hurt his career. Cross, on the other hand, being brand new in, if they're, you know, they're, they're doing this push losing now that will hurt, but yep. winning, winning against Champa will elevate him a lot. I think, uh, and, and like I said, I, as long as as long as they make Champa look strong in the match, it won't hurt him.
1: Well, there's okay. one other way they could do this that we didn't talk about earlier that I was thinking about right now as we're talking about it. Okay. Champa wins the match, and then cross decides this isn't over yet, and just heal I mean, he's the heel anyway. Yeah. He act just tears Champa down after the match. Go for that bad knee that you know has been reconstructed, beat him down, and just leave him lay for dead.
0: I could see that. Yeah. Again, you'd have to make sure that throughout the match Cross looks strong as well. Yes. Um because otherwise you're going to just destroy the build for him.
1: I um, have no doubts If to my if mind it, that, that doesn't be yeah, hard hitting.
0: If it doesn't look like Cross could win they're not going to believe that he'll win in the future. No, no.
1: And I get that. I mean, I fully get that.
2: Yeah.
0: And yeah. So like you said, even if, yeah, they could have Champa win and then just have Cross just take it to him after. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know what? I would be okay with that. I would, I be, would, okay I would okay be okay with it. I mean,
1: either way it goes, I'm not a big Cross fan, but I mean, if, if this is Flint, uh, Vince's flavor of the week, I mean, you can't be happy with them all, man.
0: That's true. It's true.
1: For uh, years, I remember you hating Triple H with a passion. I did for a no
0: long, reason. long time. I did. I just hated him. I didn't know anything about the fucking business back then though, either. You know, I was that's when I was a mark, you know what I mean? Like legit. Yep. Like, and that's when you know those of you like, oh, it's all real. I know it's <laughs> all real. <laughs> yeah, but um, so the the other match, we've got Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Versus Io Chiare, I still don't know how to pronounce her name for the NXT Women's Championship. I really am glad to see Rhea Ripley getting a shot at her title again. I still say it's her title. You know, she never she never lost that title. It was vacated from her because she had to leave the country because of visa issues uh, with the whole shutdown and everything. Yep, and. Uh, I'm going to be real disappointed if she doesn't reclaim that title. I'm just going to put that out there.
1: I would agree with you, but like I said earlier, I could see them blowing this word.
0: As long as Charlotte doesn't fucking keep it. Agreed. No offense, agree. Charlotte. But no. Get I don't like Charlotte, so no. Go, go back to main roster. Get out of here.
1: No, go to go to someplace else. Go to TNA. They need some good women. workers over there. It's probably
2: true.
0: But uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley, man, I'm glad to see her back, and uh, I think we can, I think that these three will put on a hell of a show. Personally, like you yeah. know, we may we may talk trash about Charlotte Flair, but she's a hell of a worker, nonetheless. She is. She's you definitely a workhorse, and uh, I think these three will put on probably one of the, if not the best, but at least one of the best matches of that whole show. Probably, you know, which seems to happen. I've noticed. Watching NXT, you know, uh, the women tend to put on some of the better matches. Because their women have something to prove down there. Yeah. so
1: They don't get much television time like the women on the main roster, so they want to be seen, and they definitely want their spot.
0: Uh, So then we, the next one up, we got Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. I don't really know much about Damian Priest, but I do like Finn Balor. Um, I don't know how I feel about his heel side uh, like this, but... As a performer, I do like Finn Balor. Um, Again, not the biggest fan of of the heel thing that he's doing over there right now. But uh, what are your thoughts on it? It's just a normal singles match. Yeah, screw Finn Balor. I'm
1: I'm totally Damian Priest on this match. So we're going to be butting heads on next weekend. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. I've got to call you, Linda, for a minute. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this nicely. So listen, Linda. Finn Balor, heel Balor. Mr. Baylor Club is a piece of Gronkowski. If you know what I'm saying, <laughs> okay? He is oh, legit. That's funny. I mean, I'm gonna start using I, that. I will not take it away from Finn. Finn is a great worker. He looks phenomenal in the ring.
0: Wait, wait. But so it, is Finn it, Baylor your male version of Charlotte Flair? Maybe. Great worker, but you just do not like him.
1: Maybe. <laughs> And I don't know what it is about him. Like, like when he's a face, I totally get behind him. Yeah. I think one of my major issues I have with Finn Balor is, when most people go heel face, there's always something that changes about them. Not with Finn Balor. It is still, you get the, the flip-collar, <clears throat> and he's all like, <laughs> <laughs> Finn Balor, I'm going to come out here and talk at you in my my accent, and I'm going to get in the ring with you. Eh.
0: Okay. I think that was kind
1: of French, and I apologize, <laughs> because I
0: know he's not French. <laughs> he's definitely not French. Um, so, so, so you're taking Damien Priest on this one, huh?
1: Damien Priest, motherfucker. That okay. dude's gonna crush Baylor. Mark my words.
0: Okay, uh, you heard it not here, to folks. Burial, but he's gonna win. You heard it here, folks. If Damien Priest loses, I give you full right to come on here and tell John he was wrong. Sorry. But do not cyberbully him. Just tell him he's wrong <laughs> and move the fuck on. God. <laughs> Remember, people, people. cyberbullying is wrong. Fucking, fucking people, me. man. Anyways, anyways next match it. is uh, Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. Uh, I'm sorry, what's that
1: first name again?
0: Adam Cole, baby.
1: Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> However,. Velveteen Dream,
0: he's going to win. Yeah, you said that said that earlier. I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I think it would be interesting to see Cole win and just have Dream have to deal with the fact that he doesn't get a title shot as long as Cole has the title. However, what I kind of would like to see is Cole wins, okay, and then the next week, uh, like that following Wednesday, They make Cole have a title match, and he loses the title.
1: That would be fun. Because
0: then Dream can go right back into the title picture at any point. I don't know. I think it could be – they could do something weird and interesting with it. I don't know.
1: Okay. So on the outside chance that the rumors I've heard are true and that Adam Cole is exiting WWE. Yeah. Now, there's nothing solidified in this. This is 100% rumor. Let me start by clarifying that now before all you marks out there blow us up and Adam Cole's not going anywhere.
0: <laughs> He's Adam Cole, baby.
1: So this is how I want to see this match go down. I want to see this match 100% dominated by Velveteen Dream. Okay. And then in the very, very last few moments, Undisputed Air comes out, backs up Adam Cole. Adam Cole wins, retains the championship. Now, Velveteen Dreams got that moment where he's like, God damn it, I can't compete for the title anymore while well, Adam Cole still got it. Adam Cole gets a mic and goes, I've been Adam Cole, baby. I'm out of here. And then puts the championship down and walks away. Vacates it the same night he retains it.
0: You know what? You got a lot. Yeah. All right.
1: CSN, that's how I would book that match. <laughs> I would make it I, I would make it dominated by Velveteen Dream, on the, uh, heavy, heavy on the Dream.
0: Heavy on the Dream. Baby. Heavy on
1: the Dream, won by Cole, and then Cole just puts the title down and walks
0: away. Sweet. All right. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. One more week, and we will see. Adam uh, so Cole, the, baby! So the last match that they have scheduled, I don't know if there's going to be more than just five matches. I kind of hope there are. I don't know. It seems a little light. But uh, the last one that they've got... Because
1: they is their it? matches to be a little bit longer.
0: Fair enough. Uh, it's Keith Lee versus Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Yeah, what are your buddy. thoughts on this? And Keith well, Lee, man. Johnny
1: Gargano is going to have Candice LeRae in his corner. Yeah. And you know that Keith Lee is going to have Mia Yim in his corner. Um, Because there's been that whole connection of who the power couple of NXT is right now. Yeah. Honestly, I want to see Keith Lee retain the title. Um... However, I do think this match is going to be in Johnny Gargano's favor. Okay. Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae undeniably are amazing together. And they work amazingly well together. Why? Because they have been up and down everywhere together. They've traveled together. They are together. I mean, they are a real-life couple right there. And there is nothing that woman won't do to help her man be on top of a company.
0: So, in other words, you think it won't be a clean win?
1: I don't think it'll be a clean win. Okay. But I would like to see Keith Lee win it.
0: Okay. I just don't I fe- think he's going I to I feel like either way, it could it could really build a, a real nice feud for these two. You know, you could probably have a, a nice, a decent program, you know, work for, for the two of these for a couple of months even. I could well, see that. I would personally, and this is just me. And you could even get 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 their girls involved, like you know have them have matches and, well, that's what
1: I was you Maybe do say. A, mix,
0: a mixed tag match somewhere down the line, you know something like that
1: i I know for a fact Candace Laray has no problems wrestling dudes. I've seen her get super kicked in the face by the young bucks, and one of them was wearing a spiked cleat. <laughs> oh jeez,
0: okay, yeah, so I mean I think there's a lot of a lot of potential for these, and uh I mean i I, I think I would prefer to see Keith Lee. Win, but if Gargano wins, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry about it. But I hope that they continue with the feud and don't just like say, okay, I'm the next person.
1: Agreed. I 100% agree. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, that's in your house. So hopefully it'll be a good show. Uh, June 7th, guys. Well, be sure. I to mean, check technically
1: it out. it's not in your house; it's in Orlando. But you know,
0: listen here, John Mayer. You ain't the mayor of this show. Yeah, well, you know what you're the mayor of? What? Big Burger Town, bitch. At least I get all the free burgers I want. And what? Next story. Trailer drop for a new WWE something. Not 100% sure what to call this, but it's Sting the Lost Tape. Uh, it uh, will feature rare footage and interviews prior to his match against Big Bubba Rogers at WCW Slamboree 1995. Uh, In the the trailer, we see Sting uh, in a conversation with Macho Man Randy Savage at one point. Uh, We also get some uh, backstage promo with Mean Gene Okerlund and a candid clip of him painting his face while talking about his nerves before uh, the match. So, I mean... Like I said, I don't know what really, because I don't think I'd call this a documentary. You know what I mean? Maybe I you could call know. it that, but. We'll have to wait till it comes out. Yeah, I don't know what really to call it, but it sounds fascinating nonetheless. It uh, comes out tomorrow. Uh,
2: tomorrow? So, but,
0: yeah, so uh, by the time most of you are watching it, they'll probably have already been out. Just So uh, go and check that out on the WWE Network Sting and the then Lost. Anchor come Tales. to anchor.fm and let us know your thoughts on it. That's right. Leave us a voice message or go to Twitter at uh, uh, twitter.com slash off the ropes. J yeah, Josh, because you know, Josh has nothing better to do with his time. It's true. I will answer your fucking tweets, motherfuckers. Do it. I will answer those tweets all day. Anyways, so that's not the only um, uh, video that uh, type of news story that <laughs> came out. Uh, our last news story is that Vice is hoping to do a Season 3 of Dark Side of the Ring. So Season 2 just wrapped up, which we will be talking about the season finale of that. Um, So they said discussions are currently taking place. It is uh, just with all the virus stuff. There's a lot of questions about how productions will kind of move forward throughout all all of this. They said they'd really like to travel to Japan in Season 3, which I think could be really interesting. Sure, there's a lot of interesting stories to be told. Uh, in in the in the Japanese wrestling federations out there, so um, I, I think it'd be really cool. Uh, John, what would you like to see in a third season? I mean, there are
1: so many stories out there that I would love to see covered. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like a final day of Davy Boy Smith.
2: Okay. Uh, Davy
1: Boy was—I mean—he was a big inspiration of mine when I was growing up. Yeah. I love Davy Boy Smith. I mean, um. I wouldn't mind seeing a Brian Pillman episode.
0: Oh, dude, Brian Pillman would be...
1: I mean, yeah. everybody knows Pillman was... He was off his rocker, as they would say, you know, back yesteryear. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so many things. that I mean, they could do a Montreal Screwjob episode. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many things. I don't really know much about what happened in Japan or has happened in Japan. I mean, you could do some of the cool stuff about, like, um, some of the Mexico stories as well.
0: Yeah, they could do Coming Mexico. Out. Yeah,
1: I mean, not yes. everything always has to be bad. I mean, some of those. Some well, those... I mean, it
0: is called Dark Side of the Ring. So. True. Well, I mean, um, then we
1: could do we could do an episode on how Rey Mysterio murdered a man.
0: Fair enough. And it's like I think they could also you know they could do some stuff where it's not like wrestler specific, not like one person specific kind of stuff. Like uh, maybe do one on like the uh, steroid abuse in the eighties. Yeah, you know, something, something like that. I don't know. I think that could be interesting. I don't, I'm not
1: 100 percent familiar with season one, yeah,
0: but if there's I don't
1: not know. already an episode, I would love to see an episode done on Miss Elizabeth. Then, uh,
0: I'm not sure. For I'm some reason, sure, I think there might have been, but I'm not positive. I'd have to go back and look because um, I, I didn't get a chance to watch any of season one because I don't have Vice, and you have to pay for Vice in order to watch it. Yeah, uh, like, although
1: YouTube they, does post those videos.
0: Like, I know Vice put the Benoit one up for free. Yeah. all the rest of them, you had to, like, have the account. But you get, like, two hours worth of free viewing or whatever. So yep. I watched, because cause we're going to talk about the Owen Hart one. Um, That's how I watched it. I used uh two of my, because they come in, it's like four 30-minute Credits, I guess, something yeah. like that. When you even
1: though it. the episode's
0: forty four <laughs> minutes, yeah. And if you pause it, it still counts against it. It still counts it down.
2: Oh, that's
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I paused it at like twenty minutes to do something, and I came back and it was like, use uh, a credit to continue watching. I'm like, huh. fuck you. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, so I've only watched the the, the Benoit <laughs> one and the the Owen Hart one. So
1: oh, I watched most of season two.
0: Okay. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get it. Right. So you said it's on YouTube?
1: It is on YouTube.
0: <laughs> Someone put it up there and it didn't get taken down.
1: Oh, no, no. They get posted <laughs> up there quite frequently.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah, so uh yeah, let let us know what you guys think. What would you like to see out of a season 3 of uh Dark Side of the Ring? Um have you watched seasons 1 and 2? What have been your favorite episodes? Uh hop on Twitter at Off the Ropes JJ, or leave us, like we said, leave us a voice message on anchor.fm slash Off the Ropes JJ. Uh, you can leave us, like I said, a voice message, and we will play that right here. We'd love to Air. hear
1: from you people, seriously. Right,
0: yeah,
1: it'd be fantastic. Let us know you're listening.
0: <clears throat> yes.
1: Crack so, it up to 11.
0: Now, that is all for the news. Uh, we are going to get into some reviews now. Yeah. So, we are going to start off uh, by talking a little bit about uh aew's double or nothing pay-per-view um now we didn't get to actually watch like we talked about earlier to actually watch the full pay-per-view so we're not going to dive deep like we would normally on a review uh on a, on a pay-per-view review episode forgive us um, I'm, yeah i'm going to go through the matches and we're going to talk about like so, you know a little bit about it because we did get to watch the highlights so we saw some of what happened uh and, and you know talk a little bit about it and just give, give our thoughts about what we saw and everything like that so um the highlight packages did not at least the one that i watched did not include the pre-show match i did watch the pre-show or, or as what they called the uh the buy-in i thought was kind of a cool name it was uh uh best friends chuck taylor and trent uh versus private party which is isaiah cassidy and mark queen is that how you pronounce that i believe Mark so. queen um Tag team match to to determine the number one contender for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, best friends uh, won this match. Chuck Taylor and Trent? That's how you guys say it. has got a question mark. So uh, you said you did watch this. So, I how, did
1: watch it. Um, like at least match? a little bit of it.
0: For a pre-show match. it was a really
1: good back and fi- forth
0: match. 15 minutes for a pre-show match. I think that's pretty damn good.
1: Yeah. Um, it was really sweet. Um, Private Party pulled out a G9 in honor of Chad got inspired. Oh, uh, that was cool. actually really cool. That's real cool. Um, of course, you get your obligatory um, orange Cassidy appearance
0: because
2: you know <laughs> what kind he, of. He showed up
0: he during was... the during the the
1: pre-show. Well, of course,
0: he's going to show up during the pre-show. That's the best friends. Well, I mean, he shows that uh, he's in the next match in the first official match.
2: So, yeah, uh, that's which
0: we need to talk about
1: the opening, like his entrance alone, because
0: okay, so.
1: There so just, we're gonna move. We're
0: gonna move on. I assume we're gonna move on to the actual first match.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you didn't watch the pre-show match. Did, so do
0: you, you have anything else you want to say about it, real quick? Nah. Okay. So it was a match best there. Match number two was a casino ladder match for the future AEW World Championship. Uh, for a future, so it's essentially it was a money in the bank match. Pretty much. You know, the the contestants had to climb a ladder, pull down a giant uh, uh, poker chip, and you could cash that poker chip in. For a title, so it's essentially their version of Money in the Bank. Which I think Rich. was a really cool idea. I really dug it. Had um, Brian Cage, uh, Darby Allen, Colt Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Joey Janela, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, and Luchasaurus, with a couple yep. other people who randomly weren't in the match but yep. were out there who came out with other people like it's, as, it's as Jimmy Havoc, Penelope Ford. They were all out there.
1: It is. It is worth noting though that before this, uh, we review that uh, Brian Cage was not advertised to be the uh, the last opponent. This was his debut. Like Brian Cage was like a mystery person, and it's kind of cool because he was the last person to come out for the match.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: The
1: match started out
0: with this dude dude he's a big dude too, man. Dude, he's he is huge. He is. He's a beast. Anyways, yeah. Rhino, orange. Cassidy. Yeah.
1: So okay, so one of the highlights for me in this match watching this match was Orange Cassidy comes out for his entrance and proceeds to stop at the commentary table and audibly asks, "How do I win this match?" <laughs> and they're like, "What what do you mean? It's a ladder match. You've got to climb up the ladder and pull down the chip." And then he
0: proceeded to get in the ring oh, and God. stand on a closed ladder that was, and reach. I had to pause the video because I just started laughing so hard. It was, it was so funny. Just the I stuff. Mean, I love- like watching him like try to real lazily lift like open the ladder and like get it set up. He's like, huh? Oh, I don't want to do. <laughs> nope.
1: I mean, he made that okay. match for me. Like that match. I don't want to, I, I mean, we're, I don't want to make this podcast so long tonight because we're focusing on every little thing. So,
2: the film, quick cover of how I,
1: <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, it's only been over an hour. That's okay. Um, the way I saw this match, I, I watched this match, I was really impressed with how every person looked strong, and it played to their their moments where, like, Except for poor Darby Allen. Darby Allen, I'm pretty sure, almost killed himself. Oh, my God. When yeah, he did he... the skateboard
0: drop-in. Like, he did he... some awesome shit in this match, man. Did...
1: And I'm pretty sure he damn near broke his leg on that drop-in, though. Probably. Um, And then he comes back towards the end, and Brian Cage proceeds to lift him up on a ladder. And just is like, ah, fuck you. Just... Yeah. I will say, though, they planted the seeds for a really beautiful Darby Allen... Brian Cage
0: feud. Yeah, I agree. What were like, uh, your thoughts on this match overall? I, I mean, I thought it was it was awesome. It was a great opener. Uh, I, I'll say this, man. They know what they're doing. You know, I, I've always said whenever we've watched pay per views, it's all about that 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 opening match. It sets the pace That's for the pace. The, it sets the pace for the whole show. And this almost half an hour freaking ladder match set the pace. Oh yeah, it was intense, wild man. Shit happening all over. Put so many fucking people in this match. It got crazy. Oh, God. I, I fucking loved it, man. And I didn't even get to see the whole thing. Like it was cut down pieces, you know, in the highlights that I was watching. But it was fantastic. I, everything that I I want to see if I can find the whole match and just just watch that match because it like that's the quality shit right
2: there. Yeah,
0: quality, quality. If anybody out there isn't watching AEW, man. Got to get on that, because they're putting out product that... AEW is where it's at right now, man. man. It just flounces everything that WWE is doing, in my opinion. I mean, question was raised a few years ago. Where's Trent? 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 He's hit here, man. AEW. He's here. AEW. Yeah, so... And so, like, you watch that... mention, like, how the fuck are they going to get any better? I mean, I, I don't even know. But uh, I, I feel like that they either did or got at least close... In some of these other matches, uh, as we will continue talking. So the second, er, yeah, the second match up was uh, MJF versus Jungle Boy in a singles match. Honestly, I don't really know these two that well. <laughs> I know I've heard of Jungle Boy. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot from him, but uh, I, I, from what I saw, it was decent. It's like 17 minutes according to this, but yeah. Like, yeah. What do you think?
1: Well, let me tell you something, brother. I thought this was a great match from MJF. I don't like MJF's character, but okay. this is exactly exactly who EC three was supposed to be in WWE the first time. Yeah. This gimmick is flawless.
0: I didn't MJF like E I didn't like MC3. him as E C three.
1: Well, yeah, but this isn't E C three. This is this is Morgan J. Freeman. Yeah, sure. I think that's how what his name is. I
0: mean, I like this... Morgan Freeman, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing is, is MJF isn't the same guy as EC3. I'm saying this is the gimmick yeah. EC3 was supposed to have.
0: Yeah, I'm saying, though. I didn't like EC3, so, no, I mean... He likes EC3. He's a dick.
2: But saying. this
1: gimmick works on MJF. And Jungle Boy, let me tell you something. When I first started discovering who this kid was, I was like, he's young. And I don't... I I mean, like, I look at him and I go, I recognize him, but eh. And then I found out his daddy was Luke Perry, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's why he looks familiar." Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Jungle Boy Jack Perry. This is the okay. guy I told you was Luke Perry's kid.
0: Okay, that's Uh-oh. why I I, 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 was like, that's why I said I was like, I, I've jungle, heard of him.
1: Or the so. Jurassic Express, it's him,
0: Luke, Forrest
1: and Marco Stunt.
0: That makes sense. Why I uh, remember the name?
1: Yeah, I think Jungle Boy has a lot of potential to be. And I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this because I'm not – Josh knows this. I'm critical on a lot of wrestlers these days. Mark my words, within two years, two, Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, will be AEW world champion.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, he he didn't get a win here tonight or uh, on that night. But, uh hey, we may see that coming up soon. You never know. Yeah, we'll you keep an know. eye out. Keep an eye out there. So the next match saw Cody – and Lance Archer uh, in a tournament final for the inaugural AEW TNT Championship. TNT! T-N-T. And not the ACDC song. Cody took this match. Uh, He was out there with Arn Anderson, uh, whereas Lance Archer was out there with Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, And uh, we also got a little uh, fun time. With one Mike Tyson. Yep. Yeah, we did. Uh, Mike Tyson out there even stopping Gosh. stopping uh, Jake the Snake from bringing out Damien, you know, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. What
1: Damien do you think we're on by this point? Like Damien 7?
0: Probably. Damian who the eight? fuck knows, man? Damien
1: Sandow? Who,
0: I, who knows if there was even a snake in that bag, you know what I mean? Oh, there was. Okay. He took I, it out. Oh, the... the, the uh, Highlights that I watched didn't show that.
1: Oh yeah, no, he totally took the snake out of the bag. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I wish I had, that
0: was in the highlights that I watched. <laughs> um,
1: so then, so my question about this match to you, okay? So you obviously saw this like a, a highlight package. Is is Lance Archer as appealing to you as he is to the general audience? I mean,
0: I've seen him on AEW, and I mean, he, he's okay. He's cool. I don't have a. I, like, don't, I don't specifically see the appeal to him. Yeah, I'm not like, oh, fuck it, hey man, Lance Archer is on. I'm in.
2: <laughs>
0: like, I think the dude's got some talent,
1: and I'm I'm trying to yeah, yeah. not be a dick and shut him down.
2: Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, I don't. It's not like I dislike him or anything. I just okay. Yeah, you know, he's he's just a guy. Whatever. He's 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 a good worker. It seems. However, um, though, to the he may grow
1: on, on me. I don't know. To the fans shitting on the TNT championship for not being a complete title yet, fucking get over it. We're in a pandemic right now where people aren't being able to do shit as much. Be glad the fucking title was 9 a piece of cardboard with TNT written on it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's a piece of paper that says I O U one TNT title.
1: Right. I mean, <laughs> at least you had something that representing the title. Yeah. Like, God damn, shut up. Yeah, just
0: chill, chill out. So after, you know, we, we just saw, well, okay, so a 15-minute match, a half an hour match, a 17-minute match, and a 22-minute match. They uh decide to slow things down a little and give us, like, a couple of short matches here. We got a five-minute, three-minute. So, yeah, they kind of slowed the pace down just a little here uh with Chris Statlander uh and... Penelope Ford with Chris Sabian in her corner in a yep. singles match. Chris Statlander won this match. What did you think of this one?
1: I mean, it was a good women's match. Uh, Chris Statlander looked phenomenal. I do like Penelope Ford, though. I think Penelope Ford is gorgeous. Yeah. not so much a fan of Kip Sabian. I think, yeah, yeah he's, he's okay. He's whatever. He reminds me of just a, every generic wrestler ever. Yeah. Um. But Chris, I mean Chris Statlander, man, she's she's phenomenal. She's a little crazy. I like her. I like her a lot. I think I like, she's got potential to be one of the top women of the
0: company. Yeah, I definitely want to see more from her and uh, see what else she can do. I would like. I like said her this from was her. it was a short match, so like even the the highlights didn't show much to be honest. At least my highlight bag didn't really show a whole lot because uh, how short it was. Um, but from what I saw, I, I liked and yeah, want to see more. Uh, and then we got the shortest match of the night. Dustin Rhodes with Brandy uh, defeated Sean Spears in a singles match. Yeah, I thought I thought I liked Dustin's outfit, and I thought he did, did a good job here. Uh, but I, I've always liked him, so. Well, I think it's funny, though, because this wasn't
1: actually an official match until, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't booked to be a match, anyway. he just kind of, like, beat him down. Yeah. Um, We got some classic Dustin, though, back and forth in this. We got the... The quick power slam, and we got the drop-down punch-up. Yeah. I mean, Dustin right now looks phenomenal. I mean, he's yeah. in shape. He's still performing to the top of his, like, like potential. I got bombed
0: by him once. <laughs> I love that fucking picture. It's great. Oh. I, I look at it every so often, and it is fantastic. Actually, you know what? Right here.
1: Man, I remember that night fondly. We also wow. met the hurricane that night. That's true. You did. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think Dustin's in, in great shape, and I think that match really showed to his strength. So hopefully he sticks around
0: for just a little bit longer. Yeah, hopefully. So next up is the uh, penultimate match. John Moxley defeated Brody Lee in a singles match for the AEW World Championship via technical submission. Technical so, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on this match? I thought the
1: match was everything the match needed to be. It was good. I mean, good is an understatement. That match was great. I don't know your your thoughts on it, per se. I, I thought it, yeah. this match was everything it needed to be. It, it had its near falls. It had excitement. I was literally at one point, I, I was watching highlights at work, and I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Somebody, I was like, oh. <laughs>
0: oh but, damn you
1: know, I I like the new name for the dirty deeds I love what they are now calling the paradigm shift
2: yeah I like, think that's really cool yeah.
1: and I think like Brody is one of those people man who doesn't matter who he's working he's going to make them look like a million bucks because that's just who Brody is It's true but John did it for him too John made him look really good mm-hmm. and I mean it, it was just yeah i mean it was a great match i'm really
0: sad brody didn't win yeah. um but i don't think yeah i was, was, be the last I, was really, time. I was really hoping i was like oh yeah i was really like i love john moxley but i was rooting for brody lee here personally i don't think this is gonna be the last time we see those two cross paths oh yeah i doubt it man we're gonna definitely see more brody's not done he wants that title
2: of course yeah yeah
0: Uh, And the final match, which I did not – because I didn't actually look at the match card before I watched the highlights, so I didn't know this match was coming along. The stadium stampede match. All of a sudden, everybody's in a fucking football field. I'm just like, what the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on. So we had Matt Hardy uh, and the Elite. So it's Adam Page, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Uh, versus the Inner Circle, which was Chris Jericho, Jack Hager, uh, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz. Isn't it Jake Hager? Oh, what did I say? Jack is. Yes, it yeah. I said Jake. or I said Jack is. Yes. It is Jake Hager. I am sorry, Jack Swagger. <laughs> <laughs> so your thoughts on this match? Uh, I mean, uh, so, okay, so it's essentially like a Survivor Series match, but in a... Football stadium, right? Yep. I thought it's right, but not, um, not elimination style. It was just pretty yeah. much, yeah. So uh, this was wild, man. Like I said, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, "Are the, is this just like a battle royal?" I didn't know what was happening. I didn't. I was like, wait, "Wait!" Like halfway through, I'm like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait!" I think they're on teams. I didn't know what was going on. You know, I was like, then half of them had football gear on. I was like, what the fuck is going on in this match but it was it was a fucking crazy fun match to watch they did some wild shit they went inside the fucking stadium and did shit fucking uh matt hardy and i don't even know who was with him fucking driving around on a fucking golf cart (laughs) it was good stuff man i really enjoyed it well what were your thoughts oh fucking fucking i don't know who it was that threw it but fucking someone chucking footballs in the jericho balls Oh, my God, Jericho getting, like, super kicked into a fucking uh, uh, kicker's net. That was good stuff.
1: <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to point out the two negative things I have about this match before I talk about the things I liked about this I match. Think, Real quick, I think it was Kenny Omega
0: who was with Matt
1: Hardy. I believe so. I think that's who it was. Anyway, sorry. So the first thing I hated about this match, and I understand why, but I didn't like it anyway, because there was a, it raised a lot of questions, and I, I had to pull myself out of that moment of suspension of disbelief. Matt Hardy's segment where he's being drowned in the,
0: the pool.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my pull, God.
0: <laughs> they pull the Lake of Reincarnation crap. And I get it. Oh, that's not what I was, I was laughing at. The uh, matter of fact. Did you see, see that?
1: Or... Yeah, and I get it, because it's the version one. Oh, but, man. but the fact that they were, like, making it so gimmicky that he kept changing gimmicks every time they drowned
0: him kind of oh, pulled out of that. They, did, they didn't show that in the highlight pack. Yeah, he went through, like, four gimmicks while they were drowning him. They only – they showed – like, they put him under. Um, then they, they went under the water and they showed him doing the – like, as he was under it, they showed the matter of fact. Then they showed oh, yeah. him walking away and him coming up. They didn't show all that for me. Oh
1: yeah, there's like he pulls out like two to three gimmicks during that whole segment. Uh, man, like, okay, man. now
0: I, now I gotta go back and see if I can watch this. Yeah, one too.
1: so that that took me out of it because like he literally like the first time they do it and he comes up. I don't remember. I don't remember the order, but there was like classic Matt Hardy.
0: So like he like changed his like look and stuff.
1: Yeah. Huh. Like he changed complete fucking outfits. Oh wow! And then at one point, yeah, he had on
0: like the V one, and, and I'm and just that, like, and, and that's when they did the the matter, the of, matter fact. of fact. <laughs> Matt so, Hardy can hold his breath for 345 seconds.
1: <laughs> and I mean, and then I'm just like, okay, it is what it is. And then
0: see that was, that probably would have taken me out of it too. Yeah, because like you're that, having this match and it's real, real gimmicky. It's like that's something WWE would do exactly. This is
1: the second time now they've done this with Matt specifically. Mm. I'm just like, it's got to calm down a little bit, because you can't do that with a live crowd. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to stop doing that unless you're going to make all of the elite versus all of the inner circle specialty fucking film matches, and then that's just going to irritate your crowd. Yeah. So then, I can't really remember what the other thing was that I didn't like, but there was something that irritated me. So obviously it wasn't too important. One of the things I give mad props to about this match, though, is the Adam Page-Jack Hagar moment at the bar. Jake Hagar walks into the bar, and Adam Page is sitting there with his scotch. And uh-huh. He literally just looks over, and he's like, are you here to drink, or are you here to fight? And Jake doesn't say a word. He just picks up a, bo- or a bottle, pours himself a drink. They toast each other, and then they slam him back. And then they
0: say, "Just fits. go at it, yeah." And in oh, all God.
1: honesty, yeah. fucking bravo, gentlemen, because yeah. that right there was the moment of the match for me. Yeah, I was like, honestly pissed that me and you never thought of that in the backyard.
0: That's and, true.
1: And honestly, in a year when we have our last match, I might fucking pull that with you. I might literally just pull a beer out and be like, "Hey, hey, 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 I love you like a brother. Let's have this moment. Let's do this." Throw back part of beer and then just you beat your fucking ass.
0: I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I, I like mean, it.
1: the it rest is, of the match it, I thought was, was pretty a good. I yeah. was really happy to see things like uh, there was the the backflip off the top of the goalpost, and there was the uh, like you said, there was the super kick into the kicker's net from the young bucks. Yeah. There was—I'm pretty sure it was Kenny Omega chucking footballs into Jericho's
0: ball. Is that who it was okay? I'm pretty okay. sure that, that was good stuff. Um, <laughs> I think it was was it um was it one of the young bucks who came running down from the from the yep. from the stands yep. and hopped up on the railing and then just fucking put was it Jericho through the table? Yep. Yeah.
1: I mean, did they just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that match. I mean, the couple of things I hated didn't take away from the fact it was still a great match. Um. And then, like, you got, like, a small appearance by, like, it's not Vanguard 1 anymore, it's, um... Oh, fuck, I can't, I didn't remember what they wrote, I should have wrote it down because I knew I was gonna have this problem. (laughs) Vanguard 1 got destroyed, though, and now there's a new, uh, service droid for Hardy, and he got debuted at the event. Oh, okay. Vanguard 1 was his droid, or not his droid, um... Oh my god, what do they call those
0: things? Drones. It's his drone.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
0: I've seen him throughout like the last month or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, interesting. But
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a good event overall. I don't I don't take away from anything from it. Yeah.
0: AW yeah. Clinics. Yeah, I uh I, I I enjoyed it. I really did. And uh at least like I said, what I saw of it. Um would I want to pay fifty dollars for it? Probably not. <laughs> would it have been worth it? Maybe. It might have been. It might have been. I mean. I'm just broke.
1: I look at the event and I'm like, you don't want to pay 50 bucks? See, a couple of haters.
0: Couple of haters. Couple of haters. Couple of haters. If it was like 30 bucks, I'll be honest, I'd probably get these pay-per-views. What about 40? (sighs) Uh, Say, John, kick in and I'll share the. I don't even know how you access them. (laughs) 35.50. 50. I go there. Okay. Okay. Sold. Sold. Uh, You pay the other fifteen, and I'll and I'll get it.
1: Okay. I'm okay with that.
0: All right. Uh, But yeah, so that was uh, AEW's double or nothing. Definitely
1: 2020, bro. Get your no.
0: Definitely. Definitely was not nothing.
1: Yeah. I don't think it was double though either.
0: I didn't I haven't seen a previous one so I can't I can't compare. So, yeah. So, we are going to move on to the rest of our reviews. Uh the next two chapters of uh The Undertaker The Last Ride uh, dropped in between uh the last podcast and this one. Yeah. So, we have chap- chapter 2 Redemption and chapter 3 End of an Era. Uh real quick thoughts on chapter 2. We'll take it in order.
1: Shit, I don't remember. I watched them back-to-back. Okay, so... Uh, no,
0: honestly, so I so... so. ...followed to, to that Mania match with Roman Reigns. Part two covered the following year after WrestleMania 31, that, that, that whole year leading up to his match at WrestleMania 34 with John Cena. Uh, it, it showed his hip surgery... Uh, which fuck it, dude? Uh, I, I was cringing watching that fucking thing. They were like fucking hammering and drilling into his hip and this shit. I was like, oh, the we used to watch uh, Nip Tuck. dude! Every time they uh, on NipTuck, every time they did a fucking nose job, they're like chiseling it. I, I was, that was the worst part. I was like, oh fuck me! I don't know why. I watch horror movies all the fucking time, but that I, I don't know why those things th- those get me. Um, but yeah, like I I thought this was 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 really great. Um, Taker and Michelle's banter, their like marital squabbling was really funny to see. It was really interesting. It, it really kind of humanized him in a way, but not in like a bad way. Like, I don't know. I I I really as somebody who was married for almost a decade, it it it's like I I remember those types of things happening like with me, you know, those like stupid little squabbles, but you know, you're just kind of fucking around or whatever. It was really fun to watch. Um, and seeing Primo, I thought, was really cool. You know, it's like when we watched the Edge doc- documentary and we saw fucking... Um, fuck, now I don't remember his name. What was his name? Yeah. Uh, when we saw him in there, it, it reminded me of that. I was like, okay, so they're sending another guy in. That's, that, that was cool. But just watching him in there work with Taker, it reminded me just how misused he was as a superstar. And, I mean, they they... Re- fucking got rid of him anyways. It's like, yep. he's a, he's a good worker, man, but they never fucking used him. Right. But yeah, so that was part two. What were your thoughts on this one? You know, this I was mean, him, him wanting to redeem himself after that shit of a fucking match with Roman Reigns that happened, you know,
1: personally, I mean, like I said, they still kind of blur together. Cause I, I mean, like I said, I watched them back to back, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you watch it and he's literally like, Oh man, this match.
0: Uh, and he's like, yeah, the, the, the episode starts off with him, him and Michelle rewatching yep. that, that WrestleMania eight months after it happened, Yeah, you know, and he's just like the first time that they, that he rewatched it and just like how he's just down on himself about it. He, he couldn't believe how like, he, he, he says like, he shouldn't have even been in that match. He was not, he wasn't ready. And it's what sparked, it's what sparked him, you know? Yep. And after and after having that surgery, he he felt fucking great. Now you know what I mean. It was able to. He wasn't in pain all the time. He was able to really hit hard and start training and 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 get to that match with John Cena. Which yeah, it was a fucking three minute match, but still blew the fucking roof off with well, him and Cena. Things,
1: one of the things that really stood out for me was is he even <laughs> says in the documentary he felt bad for Roman. Yeah, like yes, he holds himself accountable because he shouldn't have been out there. And he's like. Even I a, even, apolo- to
0: he even apologized to him.
1: Yeah. Well, that's where I was getting to. I can't remember if it was. I think it was in the third part, though, not the second part, which is why I was trying to remember. But I'm pretty sure that part almost made me cry when he walks up to Roman during, like, um, yeah. the backstage. And he's just like, look, I'm really sorry. And Roman's like, don't be. He's like, you know, we did what we could do. It looked great. Yeah. And Taker's like, still, like, uh, Yeah.
0: And, and and you know, Taker felt he he had more to give than that three minutes that he had with Cena. And that's why it's like he he wants to keep going. And that's why when we get in we get into chapter three, which was end of an era, this follows his path to find closure uh on his yeah. on his whole career. He's looking to he's looking to find some closure, you know. He had that three minute match, that wasn't it, you know? And so they just kind of they go through twenty eighteen. And I didn't even I didn't realize this. Like I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. It never really occurred to me to think about it like this. But this motherfucker fucking wrestled like five matches in, 18, in 2018. Yeah. Uh, from going, you know, once a year. Yep. To so almost going back to like a part-time schedule. Yeah. Like yep. he did. He did. So okay. So he did that Mania match against Cena. Yep. Then he then he went off and did Greatest Royal Rumble against yep. Rusev. He had that Madison Square Garden match, which I think was like a tag match. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was a tag match. Um it was him, Braun, and Broman. Uh, then uh, he did uh, Super Showdown against Triple H, yep. and then and then he did Crown Jewel.
1: Yeah, you know? which was so, Brothers of Destruction versus DX.
0: Yeah, and so like so they they kind of talk about all those matches, but then in between, so like after the MSG match, they 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 say okay you know super showdown you know he's gonna face triple h for the last time then they go into this this kind of big part where they go back and talk about his two matches with uh michaels and his two matches with triple h and how how all of that history came about really um leading into this final match the you know for the last time ever uh under taker versus triple h at at super showdown um, and and how that all and then how you know bod and dx you know how all that really tied together i thought it was a real nice way to do it um kind of bouncing in between the past and the present and and tying for this portion like because when you look at the first two chapters of this it's real specific about his career whereas this and, and like not just his career but like him as a person whereas I felt like this one was more about his career specifically and less about him as a person.
1: I can can agree with that because that's kind of how I saw the third part myself was like they really focused on a lot of behind the scenes with this one and like why things were happening. Yeah. I thought it was really cool that they touched on how in the 90s when Taker was like at his prime, he hated Michael's. Yeah, um, and now has a lot more respect for him, and like he's like you know really overall he's one of the guys in the business that you know they are who they are. Yeah. Um, but it, it, like you said, I thought this chapter is to what you said for the last one. I thought this one did a really good job at showing the more human side of Taker. Yeah. You know, you've got the the fact that he's just going through all this shit. And he's talking about how Triple H is like one of the few guys who can walk back there and he can be real with them. Yeah. Like, hey, you need to get the hell in your headspace right now. You need to go out there and let's do this.
0: Yeah. And he talked about how like Shawn Michaels, you know, they did that last match and he was able to walk away clean, you know, and, and not have those doubts. And Triple H or, and, and Undertaker doesn't hasn't had that, and that's what he's looking for. He's looking for that kind of closure. He really he he wants to end it the right way. I
1: think that's what this documentary is building to, to be honest with you.
2: yeah. I
0: think it's going to come right around the same time as his
1: last match. He's going to have something up his sleeve, per se. You
0: don't think he's going out to, to Mania next year?
1: I'm, I would like to think he's going to go out at Mania, but...
0: Because th- this documentary is going to end, it's, and it's not going to end at a pay-per-view.
1: No, I know it's not, but I mean, yeah, like...
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it'll but, be... I mean, who's to
1: say Taker's going to be back before Mania?
0: The next yeah, time you yeah. can see him could I be I mean major. it could be theoretically like I mean I guess if if this is leading to his final match it could theori- his, his final match could theoretically then be at like SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Survivor
1: Series, go out well, where you came in.
0: Yeah. I I was saying SummerSlam cuz it's first. Well, yeah. And and then it wouldn't be as big of a gap between that and this, but
1: I yeah, mean, if you're well. going to
0: build the right rivalry to take The Undertaker out, you I need just to I just don't I just I just feel like I feel like he would not want his career to end at anywhere other than WrestleMania. But I mean, his career was built around WrestleMania. Yeah, but it's not as big anymore. Now that the streak is broken twice, but still it was built around WrestleMania. It's the biggest show. That's the place he's always been. Yeah. I think I, I don't think he would want to do it anywhere else. Whether or not we would want it somewhere else is a different story, and doesn't really matter.
2: I don't think
1: he would. I get that. I'm just saying. I mean, but he's also said, though, when he feels the time is right. I know. I mean, that could be tomorrow.
0: It could be. I still believe that he would say, then I'm going to prepare for Mania, and that's when it'll be. You know what I mean?
1: Only time will tell. Yeah.
0: I just just have that feeling. The way he kind of talks about his career and stuff, I just feel like that's what he would do. But... Uh we won't get to see another episode until um be- the, till the date the night of backlash June 14th. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming right after backlash like they did with the first episode with Money in the Bank we will get to see the next one. Which I'm surprised that they did that they're skipping a week to be totally honest. Because they could have cuz like you got you got this, you got NXT in your house next week. They could have had it following NXT in your house and then have the finale follow Backlash. Yeah, they could have. But the finale is going to just be on just like a random Sunday.
1: That is kind of weird, yeah.
0: Um, Unless they wait a month, which would (laughs) suck. It would. (laughs) Like, here's three in a row. Then you got to wait two weeks. Then you got to wait a month. That would suck. Yeah, so. But yeah, part four coming June 14th. June 14th. All right. Uh, Before we get into... I want to end... On the own heart piece, um, so I'm going to talk real quick about uh, Fight Like a Girl. I finished up watching the season of it. I know you haven't watched it, so I, that's why I just wanted to talk about it real quick. Um, this is a show on on Quibi. It's this new streaming service that does quick bites. That's that's where the name comes from. Quibi, quick bites. Oh, okay. So it's so it's like videos that are uh, ten minutes or less.
1: Yeah, that I remember.
0: Yeah, and so they they did this series where they bring uh, a woman that you know has had you know they they deal with um like self-esteem issues weight issues um uh self-worth uh they have an they have an episode about anorexia uh an episode about coming out um that's the kind of stuff that they deal with and they pair them up with uh, a female superstar female wrestler however you want to call it uh and they they it's a 10-week transformation process the problem is okay. I I love this premise. I think it's a fantastic premise. The problem is they're like five to ten minutes long, so you yeah. really don't get anything. You like they show them at the beginning, then they show like a quick. You get like you get like a short um like a little bit of montage of them working out in the in the training facility, and that's really it. Like you don't really get any of their mental or emotional transformation. Which a lot of it is what it should be because it's like I said, it's all like emotional and mental stuff, like self worth and self esteem and, and and all that kind of shit. But you don't get to see that. You it just it happened. Oh yeah, they're better. You know what's you know, really funny? You said that exact same thing the oh, first time. I, I know, but I feel like I rushed myself last time. Didn't really get a chance to to talk as much about it. And I really wish that they would take. Because I am I assume, I don't know, but I, I part of me assumes that they had to have filmed some stuff that wasn't in these short things and, and turn this into a show for the network. That would or, be phenomenal. Yeah, or like if Quibi doesn't bring it back, start season two and, and put it on the network, uh, like a 30 to 45 minute episode where you can really dive into these people and, and make you make – because like there were – out of the 10 episodes – only two of them did I w- that have any emotional investment in these people at all. Alexa Bliss being one of them. Yeah, the Alexa Bliss episode, which um, it was about anorexia, the woman, yep, uh, FN, <laughs> and then and um, then, oh, shit, what is her name? It's gonna bother me. Um, ah, damn it. Uh, it! It was it was the episode about it was about it was the episode about coming out. So um, Deville. That's it. That's who it was. I was like, shit. I was like, I'm gonna. Totally blank on her goddamn name. But yeah, I got you. Um, those two episodes were like emo- emotionally powerful and they really, I think, do- dove a bit deeper into the individual person than in any of the other episodes. And maybe it's because those specific topics are deeper than just, you know, self-worth and, and, and the, the kind of more general type topics like that. But that's the kind of stuff that I would want to see more of and like, get deep like that. So like I said, outside of those two, I think it's a great premise, but I don't think it I don't think it hit the mark. I really don't.
1: Well, by any chance, since you've watched this show, have you done any of your research on Alexa Bliss's disorder when she had an uh, anorexia problem? I mean, she talked a little bit about it, but I didn't like
0: dive. She almost like, no. died. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's it's a serious situation. She's talked about it a couple of times on documentaries and stuff behind the scenes and she got really, 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 like, skinny and
0: had a really bad
1: anorexia problem.
0: I and, mean, I mean, she's so, small yeah. enough as it is, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. she's short, you know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, I mean, she, what was she, probably, like, 70 pounds or something? Something. I, yeah. I I think,
1: I don't remember exact weight. I remember at one point, I remember hearing 96 pounds. 96. Dude, she yeah. was toothpick, though. She was a skeleton of herself. Yeah. Um, Which actually brings me to a small uh, thing that I want to talk about that we weren't covering this week. Is that Alexa Bliss blew up on a fan this
0: week. Really? Uh,
1: Not really. I can't call him a fan. So. Is he a troll? Yeah. And the comment he made was that, you know, Alexa Bliss is uh, one of those people who just lays there in bed and takes it. And she is pretty much he just trolled her and she came. She fucking owned him. Um, I recommend Good. if you had yeah. up you know, this, so, read up we, on it we,
0: t- we talked about at the top of the show We talked about cyberbullying And how this shit's gotta stop And right there man I'm glad she stood up for herself And fucking put this, this fucker in his place
1: I, I will say this straight out Any superstar <laughs> who gets trolled on I don't feel bad when they snap back at people Because there's There's playful Picking And telling a superstar Oh you suck Oh, you can't sell tickets? Oh, your merchandise looks like a child drew it? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there's stuff like that, and then there's being like, oh, Alexa Bliss is a piece of shit in bed. First off, fuck you, because you can never get a woman half as beautiful as Alexa Bliss, yeah. let alone probably your fucking hand. I mean, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Like, who the fuck are you to even say something like that? Yeah. Like, I hate people who make other people feel inadequate about themselves. I am a big guy, and if somebody ever fucking commented on me like that, I'd be going back to jail because I'd be fucking beating the shit out of somebody.
0: Yep. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that was Fight Like a Girl. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you're interested, check it out, but don't think you're going to get some sort of deep, insightful thing outside of those two episodes that I talked about. Um, yeah. I mean, you may, you may enjoy it, but just know what you're getting into. Yep. Okay, so to finish off our episode, we are going to talk about the season finale of Dark Side of the Ring season two. Uh, I believe it was called the Final Days of Owen Hart. It was. It, this oh man, this episode was heartbreaking. Pun intended. No, not pun intended. I mean,
1: dude falls want... hundred feet and dies, and that's the that's the the line you're going to go with. Heartbreaking? What else do you want me to say, man? It wasn't intended, damn it.
0: I think you owe Martha Hart an apology right now. I'm sorry. But it up, was Okay, okay. I'll, I'll choose a better term. It was devastating. Is that better? Is that I better? like that. Sit up, sir. <laughs> My chest hurts right now. I know. You're so broken in the heart. Yeah. I shouldn't say that sorry everybody uh talk about this devastating episode of dark side of the ring um i I legit cried during this episode just putting that out there
1: i i got teary-eyed a couple times i'm not gonna deny it i didn't actually cry in this one i cried during benoit's episode though yeah um i never realized how great owen hart was as a father And I'm not going to deny it, in 1999, I wasn't a big WWF guy, but I've seen the key Owen Hart moments. I've seen this uh, Survivor Series match that it was the Hart family taking on, I believe it was Michaels and a bunch of other people. And I remember the moment where, you know, Owen kicked Brett's leg out and walked off on him. And then he's up on the Titantron and he's blaming Brett for being selfish and not tagging him. And I remember Owen versus Brett at WrestleMania 10, and that's a that's a fucking classic match. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. Bret Hart, Owen Hart. Uh WrestleMania 10. It's a classic. But May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I wasn't watching the pay per view, so I can't even try to act like I've been there and I was watching and you know, but I can't imagine being Owen's family going through what they went through. I mean yeah. It's a devastating moment, and it was a sad moment for professional wrestling. And mm-hmm. there was something that got said during the the recording, and I sat here today, because I rewatched it today to be fresh about this episode. And there was something I caught this time that I didn't catch the first time, and it's Owen Hart passed in 1999. And then you started getting guys like Edge... And the Hardys and Kurt Angle and all of them started coming in in like two thousand, like late ninety nine, early two thousand. Yeah, had Owen Hart survived like another year or two, he could have had some of the greatest matches of his entire career. Yeah, and yeah. it's really sad to think that there are guys who could have worked with because Owen was he was ahead of his time. Man, I
0: think he would have been a top guy. I, I really think do. he Could
1: have been a top guy. I mean, and you the look fact at, that he never you look
2: at you look at guy,
0: you look at guys like like Eddie Guerrero and, and Edge like they were top guys and I think he he would have gave them a run for their money man I think he would have I mean, worked he would have had programs that were fucking amazing with guys like that
1: he was pedigree man I mean he came from the royal family of the hearts I mean he was trained in the
0: dungeon he had presence and I mean and even his family says you know like he was a prodigy yeah. He could do it all, man. He could high fly. He could technical wrestle. He could do it all.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, like, Jericho said it best, too. Like, he's like, you know, like, the first time I saw him, he was doing shit in the ring that, like, other guys weren't doing. He was, like, running and jumping onto a guy's back and doing a backflip off of oh,
0: That was awesome. Like. Because <laughs> like, they showed that, that scene. That as
1: Yeah. Time. And even even JR said it. He's like the first time I saw him in the ring, I was like why isn't he just main eventing already? Like why isn't he why yeah. is he down here doing this shit? Why isn't
0: he in bigger territory? God, I feel so like like yes, I feel bad for for the family, but it's like another person who who does who gets overlooked in the feeling bad department is JR. Like what he had to do that night knowing knowing that Owen wasn't going to make it. Yeah, like, it's
1: a, that was a rough moment. Overall, that Essentially
0: was... fill in, fucking just talk, and and have no real updates to give. Like, I I I don't know if I could have done that, man.
1: I, I don't know. And, I mean, he straight out says during that episode, too, like, he's like, you know, there's the point when they're like, hey, you're not giving real updates. And he's like, well, we don't have an update. And they're like, well, yeah. Owen died. And they come back from that break, and he's like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this is what happened. And, like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine being the guy. And, I was, and think about it like this, because I didn't think about... We've talked about over the edge a few times in our personal relationship off-camera yeah, and how devastating of a moment in professional wrestling in general that was and whether or not Vince McMahon re- made the right decision in going on with that pay-per-view.
0: Which I don't think
1: he did, but that's... I don't yeah. think he did either, but then... Something his wife said on camera, I never took the aspect of thinking about, and that's <clears throat> that should have been stopped because that was an active crime scene,
0: yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, you know? and like the fact These wrestlers that, are fucking wrestling where he where he die, where his blood is, yeah, you know what I mean, like, like ah, I
1: don't and know. i mean she she says, um, you know, like he broke some of the boards and stuff, I've been in a professional wrestling ring. The fact that he managed... Well, I mean, it doesn't shock me because of the fall, but I mean, like... Yeah. And then there's the story about how... I, th- I think it was the Godfather. was like when he was falling, he was telling people, get out of the way.
2: Yeah. Like, look out.
0: His last words were, look
1: out. Look out. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine being there. i am I've got goosebumps just thinking about it, but, like, yeah. I can't imagine being the person who... Had to be there to be the person to be like, hey, now we need to call his wife and tell his wife that he's not coming home. Yeah, and I agree. I don't think the entrance was needed for that night. I mean, it was it was supposed to be for the IC title, but it wasn't needed. Yeah,
0: and, and it was all to save a couple extra seconds of time. That they 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 use a different carabiner, a, a easy release fucking thing instead of that locking one just so that once he got down he didn't have to fuck with it oh, yeah, yeah. which
1: it doesn't make sense anyway because he was the first person down to the ring Godfather is still backstage
0: yeah it shouldn't so matter had he to have gets shot Godfather down, coming out anyway what they should have done he gets down the ref undoes it there you go that's what I'm saying like that simple change of thing would have made the difference you know I don't know. But yeah, overall, what did you think of this episode? How about this? Compared to the Benoit episode, because that's the only other one I've watched. Not, not as you, sad. Not as sad? Not as sad. Yeah, definitely not as sad. I, Though, I think it was made better.
1: Yes. Benoit is also focused on a much harder situation. That's true. Situation. True. True.
0: I mean, that's a I think the, I think quarter. the the pacing of this episode was better. Yeah, uh, and maybe it's because it was just one episode. Uh, maybe I maybe the the fact that the Benoit one was two, so it had to be stretched or whatever. And there's a lot of a lot of stuff going on in it. Um, and and, and nothing against the Benoit one because that Benoit episode, the two parter, was fantastic. Yeah, it was. it was a great great. But I think of the two, this one was. And, and you said you've watched. Multiple from this season. Oh right? yeah, yeah.
1: I watched uh, I watched the Brawl for All. I watched the Road Warrior episode.
0: So, uh, of, of all the ones that you've watched, which one have you liked the best?
1: I'm just curious. That's a that's a tough one.
2: Yeah. It
1: would probably be a toss up between the Benoit or the Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Okay, cool. Um, I was a huge LOD fan when I was growing up. Man, and I know a lot of people still call them the Road Warriors, but I was introduced to them as LOD. Um. But, man, they were – those – well, okay. So, because I, I, I said I don't want to make this episode too, too long. <laughs> I want to tell the story we were told by one Tatanka.
0: Okay. Go for it.
1: Do you remember the story Tatanka told us when we met him?
0: Yes, I do. So, so – I'm I'm excited to get this out into the air.
1: for For the rest of you who don't know, Josh and I – we, we used to, when we kind of got out of the wrestling business, we would still go to shows and stuff, and we would try to get three-minute interviews, or not three-minute, three-question interviews with wrestlers, and we went to a show for a, it was a, it was a dedication show for a superstar's sister who had passed away from cancer, um, and Tatanka was there. And Tatanka told us this phenomenal story about when he was first getting to the WWF and he walks into this, uh, this gym and he's like, you know, you got Hogan and warrior over here on the arms and they're working out together. He's like, and you got um so-and-so over here and so-and-so over here. He's like, and in the back corner of the gym, he's like, you got Hawk and animal on the leg machine. And he goes, And so he made his way around the gym and he's highing this person and what's up to that person. He goes, and I walked back to the road warriors and I'm like, Hey guys. And I can't remember which one he said was on the machine. He goes, but whoever it was had about a thousand pounds on the machine. And he said, he's, he's like, Hey man, do you need a spot for that? And whichever one of the guys was on the machine goes, spot this asshole, and drops the fucking weight and just starts, boom, 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 boom. He was like, I remember that day fondly, because that was the day I walked up to Vince McMahon and said, hi, my name's Chris, I don't work LOD. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember that being a really fucking great moment with him, because Josh and I got a hell of an interview out of him, and we talked to him for almost an hour.
2: Yeah. And we
1: didn't record it because uh, we weren't expecting it; it wasn't something that we asked for.
0: Yeah, it was just it, it, it legitimately would just wound up being a just a conversation with Tatanka. We were just hanging out backstage and got to you know talk with him. And it was fucking awesome, dude. He was amazing. Um, the same thing yeah. happened with uh, Nick Dinsmore.
1: Oh my god, yeah,
0: was yeah, just chilling out and talking, and, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was good stuff. I miss those days. <laughs> yeah, But yeah, that uh, that wraps up this episode of Off the Ropes with John and Josh. Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for uh, joining us and listening to our us fucking ramble on about all kinds of random shit in the world of wrestling. Uh, Josh's you, love for Ronda Rousey. You know it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> if, uh, if you guys want to uh, get in touch with us, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J P R A Y N O R. You can of course go reach out to uh, us on our official Off the Ropes Twitter. That is uh, at Off the Ropes JJ. Uh, I'm sure John, if, if there's a specific place you'd like them to reach out to, uh, grab a little bit of you. You know I what I mean? I'm,
1: saying. I'm on Facebook, J John Made.
0: You,
1: uh, you can you can email me at John underscore Made. At Hotmail.com. I mean, I'm old-fashioned. I like a good email.
0: It's true. He does. Yeah, he uh, he got rid of his Twitter a long time ago. If you, uh, if you, if you bug him enough, send him enough back. emails, and maybe he'll reopen that. Who yep. knows? <laughs> I'm considering bringing a
1: Twitter back for Simply Sane at this point. There you go.
0: Oh. Yeah, and be oh, yeah. sure to check out yeah, he's got another podcast out there. It's called Simply Sane. Ah,
1: uh, bro, S- you ain't got to N- talk about simply sane. Let's talk Do about your-
0: anchor.fm slash simply
1: sane.
0: <laughs> uh but yes, for uh more off the ropes, goodness, be sure to head over to our anchor fee. It's anchor.fm slash off the ropes j Uh you can leave us a uh voice message there, it'd be fantastic. And if That's you cool. if you uh want to uh contribute to the cause and get some extra content uh in the meantime, you can head over to Patreon.com/slash off the ropes JJ and sign up for one of our many tiers there. And uh we will be doing uh, cool special videos and things like that for exclusively for patrons, so be sure to do that. Uh again, uh this has been Off the Ropes with John and Josh. I am Josh. I'm John. And we are down, down, for, down the for the count. count. Catch you next time. Peace.